Hello, and welcome to The New Tools, an ongoing conversation about educational technology and learning. Brought to you by the Educational Technology Department of Issaquah School District. We're back. It's been a little while. We, we took a, a fortnight off, and uh, we're back here to wrap up the year that was 2019. Uh, my name's Joshua Moore, and I'm an instructional technology specialist with the Issaquah School District, and I have three other instructional technology specialists. Let's go around and introduce ourselves, starting with... I'm Allie Remberger. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Chris Coleman. And to my left, Stephanie Olson. Oh, yeah. Studio left. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to change up our format this year or for this episode a little bit because uh, we are at the end of the year and uh, we like to take a little time to reflect. And uh, so, so excited this year, this. we're going to reflect on uh, the year that was Ed Tech through Song. And oh, we're doing yeah. it by creating a playlist. So each of us chose. Um, two or three songs to throw in, um, and we're going to go round robin, listen to a little bit of the song, and then share why we chose that song. So, the first track on our playlist is Manic Monday, which was performed by the Bengals, but written by Prince. Oh, Prince. Prince, yes. That's right. Yeah, so I love that we're getting a little Prince in. So, let, let's give it a listen, and uh, and then we'll have the share. Monday. Love that song. And that was chosen and put on the playlist by Stephanie. Stephanie, why did you put Manic Monday on the playlist? Well, because it's great. It is a great song. Okay. <laughs> and I like to hear it and I love to listen to it. But it's also just rings true because Mondays are always a little bit manic because it never fails that after a weekend, you could always use another day. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's as I'm getting older, um, the weekends just are so full. Yeah. That Mondays just come and they're a little hard. So yeah, do do you think technology plays a role into that uh, frenetic feeling, in terms of like kind of putting more demands or pressures on us, or feeling like we're kind of never unplugged? Or I'm sure that is part of it. Yeah. We're always out. We're always doing something. We always feel like we have our next task. So maybe that calendar that always is reminding me of everything <laughs> I have to do is <laughs> great as it is. It's also a little bit of. Uh, uh, Making it so you can't disconnect it as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, I, I, I do think that, uh, and I'll talk about this a little bit later with one of my choices. This we are in a, in a state of kind of constant inputs coming at us, right? And uh, that creates a certain manic feel. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so I think it's a very relevant um, song. And any other, any other thoughts about Manic Monday? I just feel like as a 
person, teacher in the classroom, that Monday rush to get everything ready to uh, yeah, roll totally. um, is always <laughs> a tough thing and it makes you feel a little manic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, good kickoff. Let's go to our next track, which is Thank You, Next by Ariana Grande. Oh, yes. Thought I'd end up with Sean, but it wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky, now I listen and laugh. Even almost got married, and for Pete I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm, cause he was an angel. One taught me love, one taught me patience, and one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing to have loved and I've lost. That's not what I see. So look what I got, look what you taught me. Yeah, for that I say thank you, All right, thank you, next by Ariana Grande. Ali, you chose that one, and do you want to share a little bit about why why you put that one on the list and what it says about EdTech in 2019? I like this song because I feel like it's really a positive song. And with each new, new, new tech tool project or endeavor that I take, I feel like I learn so much, just like Ariana learns so much from the people she dates. I see. Got um, it. Okay. This year, I learned that it's okay to try a bunch of different tools and say thank you next to some while sticking with others for the long term. I like it. And what are some of the things that kind of guide you through that process, do you think? It might be useful to... To decide? Yeah. You mean? Um, I think the way that it engages students, I think the usability... Um, and part of it, I think, is just what your goals are as a teacher. I was just doing Google expeditions, looking at ecosystems, and just while it, before I came here, and it was amazing. That's a tool that I love using and will continue to use because the students were so engaged. They were using academic language, and it was just, it's a fit, right? Whereas others, um, I think it's okay to say, okay, maybe I'll try this later or um, not for me. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, I I do think that notion, too, of, like, taking something from each of those experiences and kind of carrying that with you, and I think that's how I think about tools, which is that, you know, I've learned that this tool can do these things, and and when I need it, that's useful. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's a a good fit. Other thoughts about Thank You Next? It's just a great song. It it is good. Very catchy. (laughs) Josh liked it more than I thought Josh is dancing to it. (laughs) I'm a a closet Ariana Grande. No, you are. I know. I've noticed this. Actually, I shouldn't say I'm closet. I tell people, but I think people don't expect me to You are so out now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up is is it. We're going back to the 60s. Just because we get around Talking about my generation Things they do look awful Talking about my generation I hope I die before I get old Talking about my generation Take my generation, baby Why don't you all fade away Try to dig what we all s- say. Trying to cause a big s- s- sensation. Talking about my generation. Of course, that's the Who. Who? 
my generation. Um, and uh, I put uh, I, I was one that put that on the list. Um, and I don't know. I I think I. One of the themes that emerged to me this year was the emergence of Gen Z, and obviously they've been around. <laughs> uh, uh, I <laughs> think the oldest Gen Zers are in their early 20s right now, uh, and the youngest ones are uh, in like kindergarten, first grade. So that's kind of the range. That's and, weird when you put it like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think we were all kind of caught up in two particular Gen Z phenomena this year. One of them was <laughs> the breakout hit of Lil Nas X's Old Town Road, and he's mm-hmm. definitely a Gen Z um, but that originated on TikTok, yes, which I think did. has become quite the cultural force and the avenue for the voice of Gen Z to a certain extent. And um, I don't know. So when Roger Daltrey sings, I'm not trying to cause a big sensation uh, talking about my generation. I think it's wise. That's a, a, a good reminder to remember that Old Town Road and TikTok are not some kind of crazy thing that the youth are doing to cause a scene, but instead we need to see them as part of Gen Z's desire to have be heard and, and mm-hmm. have find new avenues for expressing themselves. And and speaking of a desire to be heard, the second Gen Z phenomena this year was OK Boomer. Oh, okay Boomer. Uh, and I think this is like the perfect internet update of the old never trust anybody over 30. Uh, and it's a cutting <laughs> reminder that students want to have their own voices. And I think Pete Townsend echoed that with the sentiment, I hope I die before I get old. And I, I think that's all kind of wrapped up, and it's got me thinking about, and I, I spent a fair amount of time this year thinking about um, this question of which is, as a cohort, Gen Z is the, really the first generation to be immersed in technology-rich environments in the classroom from the beginning to the end. And we're starting to kind of see the effects of that as they're graduating and going off to college and entering the workforce. And, and so it raises a lot of I think, important questions, like, are we doing the right stuff with technology? Um, are we giving them the tools they need so they can express their voice? Um, and furthermore, as educators, what are we going to do to show them that we're listening? And so that's that's why I chose my generation. And I, I just think it's, it's a constant cyclical reminder, but I think it's uniquely situated this year with Gen Z kind of entering adulthood um, after growing up in a technology-rich environment. Other thoughts about my generation? I found out I'm a Xennial. Yes. Tell me how you found that out. <laughs> well, there is apparently a little glitch Gooch. in between Gen X and Millennials. And we are, I believe, a five or six year gap. <laughs> and we so are is that like 78 to 83 or something like that? 82, something like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. My brother and I are both in there, so we both made the Xennial list. So okay. that's between X and Millennial. It's mm-hmm. kind of the idea, right? So you yeah. can kind of point fingers at both of us and be like, come on. Millennial, <laughs> I like that term. I can bridge I'm an gap. elder millennial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Josh and I won't tell you what generation. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that right now. We don't want to talk about our generation. <laughs> We're a little bit closer to Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend than you'd like to admit. Okay, next up, also from the 60s, Build Me Up, Buttercup by the foundations. That's Who right. picked this? That would be me, baby. Hey! 
right, as you heard there, Chris chose that one, and so why don't you give us? Well, I really only chose it for the first line, "Build Me Up," because <laughs> okay. the rest of it actually isn't really what I'm going to speak to. Um, but my time this year as an instructional technology specialist has really been focusing, and we we do this all the time. But I really wanted to focus on building up teachers' comfort level um, through integrating technology into their classroom practices. Um, um, and wanted to build up their confidence by supporting them through brainstorming sessions or teaching and co-teaching a lesson um, or just even help, being a helping hand in the class while they're doing their thing with um, in, introducing a tool or integrating a tool into their into their lessons. And so I just want to be that build-up buttercup person for them this year. It's so. very sweet. No, and I think hey, well, I'm going to also bring up at the with the last track, which I don't want to reveal just yet, but that, that this notion that um, we need to continually be processing with teachers and supporting teachers, and that that technology is this journey rather than than this this place that you get. So yes, I like it. Any other thoughts about "Build Me Up, Buttercup"? Anyone want to try to? It's a great karaoke. It song, is a great karaoke song. <laughs> Anybody want to try to work the line? I'll I'll be over ten at ten. all right (laughs) all right we're gonna keep going the hits are coming here we go with our next song put on the list by Stephanie, and that's uh, Technologic by Daft Punk. Believe it or not, I used to dance to music like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's another podcast. Yes. (laughs) Um, I just think it's like there's the repetitiveness of that whole categorizing of everything that we do with technology as tech leads, but I also think there's a little bit of the humor of it as like that whole idea. Well, I like that the... the the Use it, break it. The, the repetitiveness <laughs> nature of it gives it its rhythm too, right? You know, yeah. which is the, or the the use of those words, and that's that's really pretty brilliant. Um, but there's also like the whole idea of like because we work it with individuals, and we're supporting individuals. There's not really a, always that overlap sometimes that we're getting the same questions all the time. Yeah, and it really is the IT crowd phenomenon of. Did you restart your computer? Did you try the device over again? And so there's all these little stock email responses I do have stored. (laughs) And some (laughs) of them relate to Issaquah specific, but some of them are broader. Did you restart? What browser are you using? Mm -hmm. And uh, for ClassLink, for my secondary teachers is, did the student actually set a password? Because ClassLink requires a password. So there's some of these stock responses, and it kind of goes along the idea with, it's new to some people, but at the same time, everybody's experiencing that right. same yeah. little repetitive pattern of technology. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when I love the line um, where oh, I just had it now, oh, snap it, work it, quick, erase it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quick, rewrite it. And one of the things we've been talking a lot about the last 
couple of years is innovative design mm-hmm. uh, and using design thinking principles. And, and that is very much a design thinking mode. And mm-hmm. we have to kind of continually remind ourselves to get in that and not, again, keep stopping. We have to keep going. Right. So. You try it. And if it doesn't work, you cut it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Well, I mean, I think even in the analog experience of the classroom, we have always pushed the, the same idea, mm-hmm. right? But definitely technology reinforces it. All right, here is our next track. the police and every breath you take and I put that one on on the list and um, the reason that I put it on the list is um, that security and privacy have come to the forefront in this year in particular both in the educational worlds and in you know cultural societal worlds um, and and whether it's trying to get COPA compliant or another news story about a data breach we're all kind of grappling with what it means to be living in a world where our tools are vacuuming up data about us. Um, and and I, I, we're constantly being watched. And, and I think in a lot of ways we've gone onto the breach without necessarily really thinking about it often and especially in education. Uh, and I'm very concerned uh, that our students are particularly at risk and are often having their data and, and kind of there for themselves. Uh, handed over for the convenience and simplicity of free and cheap tools. Um, and so we have, in this district, set about trying to create a process for helping teachers choose what tools to use uh, and be thinking about a lot of those things. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited about that work, but I'm, I, I'm going to be a pessimist here a little bit, worried that it might be too late. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so I, I – Yeah, yeah. I mean – and, and so, anyway, that's why I put that on there because it, it is certainly at the forefront of our thinking. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, we're, we're looking at new web tools, and I think that that should be part of the consideration that we're going to be looking at. And anyway, so I had to, had to throw on the a police. Little police. Mm-hmm. Quite a serious one. Yeah. And there's also the somebody's watching me. That would have been a good one, too. Yes. Yes. Sometimes I, was... I feel like somebody's watching me. Oh, darn. We should have put that one on there. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> well, on. Next year. All right. I'm sure the issues will still be with us. Yeah. All right. Our next cut comes from Arcade Fire. Watch the end of the century.
Stephanie. <laughs> that was one of your tracks. You want to yeah. share a little bit why you put that on there? Well, it was about how there was these projects happening and how technology was changing and um, just like these huge projects that were happening and people didn't think that they could happen and yet they did and then here we are and how just things are changing, artificial intelligence and kids thinking and how they're adapting to using technology all the time. But there's also that little message in there, you know, disconnecting from technology sometimes yeah, too. So yeah. there's the phenomenon of technology and how, wow, it can do such great things. But also let's make sure that we're not only doing just technology. Yeah. So. No, I, I was, re- I'm glad you put that. So I'm a big Arcade Fire fan for Me one. Uh, but um, I, yeah, I do totally think that that disconnecting piece is something we have to be building in. And, you know, I mean, I think like and later in the year, in our, in our podcast year, we're going to talk about the connection between technology and social emotional learning. But I think that is, a, I'm super excited to see that emerging as an important aspect of our students' education. And I think in technology in particular, we need to be thinking about that intersection quite a bit. Well, and I know with, you know, code.orgs and coding week and everything, um, hour of code last week, that there's the unplug too. Yeah. And so you can still be having the same thinking and the same challenges. The computational thinking thinking that's not always. It gets hard though too, because I mean, I think that there's the notion that you are unplugged or off of a screen. you know, I don't think all time on the screen is equal, if that makes sense, right? You know, mm-hmm. and so I think that it depends a lot on what you're doing with it. And, and so that's something we have to always kind of help keep in mind working with teachers and making those choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've kind of turned a little bit on the dark side uh, of issues, and I, I'm going to continue that trend. Uh, <laughs> but don't worry. We'll, don't worry. End I'll on bring a, it back to the lighter yeah, side. We'll bring I'm it back honest. to the lighter side. And so anyway, this is uh, Fitter Happier by Radiohead. Fitter, happier, more productive. Comfortable, not drinking too much, regular exercise at the gym, three days a week, getting on better with your associate employee contemporaries, at ease, eating well, no more microwave dinners and saturated fats, a patient better driver, a safer car, baby smiling in backseat, sleeping well, no bad dreams, no paranoia, careful to all animals, never washing spiders, done the plug hole. That was interesting. That's Can't a- wait for this explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, a page here yeah. of notes. But you said a few sentences. <laughs> yes, I did say a few things. I, I, I've had that uh, a Radiohead poster with the opening lines from that song um, in my classroom and now in my cubicle for years. And um, it was a, you know it was on the, the album OK Computer, which came out in the 90s, which was right in the middle of the dot-com boom. Um, but I think in a lot of ways the song itself has um, a lot more relevance than ever. Um, over the last year, year and a half or so, I've spent a lot of time reading and reflecting on the social and emotional effects of technology on our lives, and in particular my own life, and been reflecting a lot about how much time I'm spending on my smartphone and what things I'm ignoring and all that kind of stuff. And, and one of the conclusions that I've been drawn to is the way that um, baked into much of the way our information technology is made and sold to us is this idea that more is always better. <laughs> Um, and that happiness is just around the corner uh, with the n- latest update or the newest wearable. And I, I don't think that's anything new um, in our society, of course, uh, but it certainly m- amplifies and fits a message that's long been the calling card of our kind of consumerist culture that we can buy and work our way to happiness. And I, 
I think technology amplifies that, and especially social media, and in particular, um, other you know our smartphones and that type of thing. Um, and I, I think I've spent a lot of time looking at my own life, but I've been particularly struck by the impact uh, on our own the lives of our students. Um, in many ways, our students are checking more and more of the boxes. You know, they're achieving at higher rates, doing so much more. I see you, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> uh, but we are also seeing higher rates of anxiety, depression, and suicide, mm-hmm. um, and bullying, and things like that, right? And these are obviously complex problems, and I'm not trying to state that it's all because of computers or technology. Um, but I do think educational technology is playing a role, and we should be honest about that role. Um, and I, I don't know, I think things like the constant stream of feedback that comes from the powerful formative assessment tools we love are amplifying those effects of consumerist mm-hmm. culture and potentially harming our kids. I'm really concerned about that. Um, anyway, I, I'm hopeful that we can begin carving out more spaces that are quieted from the relentless pressure. Um, so unplugged things is a, is a good example. And look at how we can use these tools constructively uh, to bring joy and meaning and have them support those goals rather than the other, be the goals themselves. And I, I, I think it's interesting. My, I didn't actually know this, but my son's the other day says to me, do you know what the word robot means? And I'm like, uh, it's a thing that can do stuff for you? He's like, mm, it's a check word for forced labor. Hmm. Uh, and I think it raises a question of, like, are these tools serving us or are we serving them? And I think it's really interesting that in the song, Fitter Happier, they chose to not sing it, but instead have a robot perform it. Um, and I think that's a really interesting message because the, the, the theme of that song is really about, like, are we pursuing all these things for ourselves or for somebody else? Um, and mm-hmm. so anyway, that's why I put that in there. And I, I think we have to always keep that in mind with educational technology. And again, especially in light of some of the things that have emerged over the last couple of years. You brought up a couple of points there, and one of them being that whole idea of how kids are constantly on and this is something I'm so thankful for that when I was a kid, I wasn't getting recorded everything that I was doing. Yes, right. I Absolutely. am so thankful for that because I see that that's happening. And so you're always on. When do you get to turn off? And that's really mm-hmm. important. Yeah. And also, as and a when pain, do you get to be a kid and make yes, those mistakes with without somebody judging those you repercussions? Or, yes. Yeah. And then as a parent with kids this age, I have access to their grades. I get notifications for every assignment that goes in. You're on top of them. And it's so on top of them. Or you can be. Yeah, you can't be. (laughs) I feel like I need to step back sometimes and go, I'm just checking once a week. Yeah. I'm going to let you be you and try to figure it out. And maybe once a month even is enough. Because when I was a kid, my yep. parents didn't yep. know until midterm grade, yep. you know, report card came Everything's out. going well, Dad. <laughs> do you have any homework? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I saw I the saw post in, on Skyward. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So good good words there, Josh. Oh, thank you. One thing that I am really appreciative of is Common Sense Media. I think yeah. does a really, really good job of... Yes formulating lessons around this, even at primary levels. You know, they have lessons and curriculum and resources for teachers around how to talk to students about media well-being and balance, which I think has to be talked about, you know, starting in kindergarten. Yeah. Helping students develop skills to self-monitor, you know, whether it's social media in later years or just using an app on an iPad, like their feeling and their anxiety and kind yeah. of regulate those decisions. Yeah. 
No, that definitely gives me hope. And I mean, I think about other areas where we've done the similar things. So like in the health and PE sector, it's certainly mm-hmm. about nutritional awareness and physical exercise and all that kind of stuff. We've done that. And so I think we are in a bit of a liminal space with our you know relationship with technology. So I definitely think hopefully we can educate our way out of it. So, all right, let's move on and uh, hopefully be a little lighter. Here we go. <laughs> this next one is called self- hashtag selfie by the chain smokers. <laughs> Summer, what? The DJ keep on playing summertime sadness. After you go to the bathroom, can we go smoke a cigarette? I really need one. But first, let me take a selfie. Stephanie, that was another one of your tracks. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I consider myself myself hashtag OG selfie taker. Oh yeah, uh, OG. It's so funny you you've mentioned that because I I was just saying that to I was showing uh, Vera my daughter um, some an old photo album and I was like, look, we took selfies when we were kids. Yes, <laughs> the, the original selfie. And uh, just took we, two months to get them. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I have here is like it was camera, film, print it out, find out if you looked cute or not, throw it away or try again. Start over. Yeah. So it was not the same as today. Can't redo it if no the thumb's blocking. Filters. <laughs> it was just what it was. Um, so I do not uh, necessarily identify with the current selfie culture. <laughs> yeah. Culture. Yeah. Valencia. <laughs> I do not own anything that just filters. <laughs> I was trying to explore it the other day because somebody posted a picture and it looked totally cute. And I was like, oh, I want to do that with my makeup. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have any filters. <laughs> I don't have anything. And I'm not going to I can show you. Them. <laughs> you have showed me before. <laughs> this is why I'm a zennial. And apparently I go a little more to the, uh, <laughs> the millennial the Gen, X. Gen X side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think... It's really great to think about digital citizenship when we are thinking about the hashtag selfie culture and uh, the fact that, again, kind of going back to what we were just talking about and making sure that they understand that when they are posting these pictures and that they don't always have to post everything and they don't have to (laughs) be looking at everything and... uh, but I like the fact that this song's poking fun at it a little yeah, bit because right. it is. It's funny and it should be fun because that's what selfies were. Even back in the day when we were doing them, it was yep. fun. It was capturing yourself in a moment. And so, same idea. Well, and just the, the pressure um, that kids are feeling these yes. days. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the line. We didn't play this in the long. song clip, but um, yeah. there's, a, there's a line in here that's talking about, you know, I only got 10 likes mm-hmm. in the last five minutes. Yes. Do you think I should take it down? I mean, there, there are definitely... Uh, feelings of lots of pressure just yeah. from the things that they're posting online. So, it's another one of those yeah. avenues of constant feedback yeah. and like concrete yeah. feedback yeah. that is, you know, just we didn't have. And that's why I really feel like there needs to be a sense of humor about it. And that's why I like the song because yeah. then the idea that it can be funny and that it yeah. doesn't always have to be serious. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would think that's how we should have kids approach some of this stuff. Isn't Instagram removing the like feature? For they've been reason? testing it, I think. I don't know that they've decided to remove it yet. But yeah, certainly I think. And again, I think we're in this in-between space where we haven't, you know, we're almost kind of in beta. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. With, yeah. right. <laughs> which is kind of scary. We're not scary. quite there yet. Yes. Anyway. 
we'll see. Good one. All right, on to the next track. An old man turned 98 He won the lottery and died the next day It's a black fly in your Chardonnay It's a death row pardon Two minutes too late And isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's like Iconic Alanis Morissette, and I think that was the 20, 25th anniversary. It's been a while. Yeah, of that. I think because I was ninety four, so I, I was reading some some articles about that album. I think it's uh, I think it's held up well. Ali, mm-hmm. you put it on there. Do you want to share did. share why? I find that sometimes technology is ironic. Um, <laughs> sometimes when I think I have it all figured out, I run into like some crazy issue that trips me up, and then when I'm prepared to troubleshoot, everything runs perfectly. So there doesn't always seem to be a rhyme or reason. I think that because of that, it keeps us on our toes and makes us more resilient. And I like I think that. It can make resilient. Students yeah. more resilient too, of just saying these. We are practicing persistence and flexibility and resiliency because there is always a little bit of an unknown. Yeah. And I actually think that's a good lesson for little kids to be learning because Mm -hmm. there's so many of them who, if something doesn't go right the first time, they want to just break down in tears. Yeah. Oh, it's not just little kids. I was going to say. I was was thinking of my 14-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's us adults, too. (laughs) Sometimes the littler ones are more resilient. They're like, it doesn't work. Whatever. I'll do something else. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) No, it's got to be this. Okay. All right. On to. This next song's a good segue, I think. Yeah. Just a little more time is all we're asking for Cause just a little more time could open closing doors Just a little uncertainty can bring it down That's Corey Hart, oh. the 80s heartthrob. I'm going with, with the never surrender. standards today. I don't know. Some of the other Corys were just as cute as Oh, I think there was a lot of cute Corys in the 80s, but yeah. another time for another, <laughs> another, podcast. another podcast. All right. So uh, just kind of piggybacking on Allie, um, yes, oftentimes best laid plans do not always go the way you had hoped, but um, and teaching is not immune to this, of course. 
and especially teaching with technology, um, it can ex especially be trying at times with devices that don't seem to connect to the internet or student accounts don't seem to work or shared documents don't seem to, well, be shared. <laughs> uh, so um, Cyberspace. We, we feel you all out there and we want you to just keep up the good fight. Definitely. We're here for you and never surrender. never surrender. Well, building on that theme, our next track is going to also go back to the 60s now. All right, I chose that one, not knowing that uh, Chris was going to choose Never Surrender. Um, <laughs> but I, I found myself this year in particular, and again, I think this has probably been true for a long time, but I think in this year, for some reason, I found myself over and over telling you know teachers, encouraging them to be patient, to keep working on trying to integrate particular tools. Um, uh, and I, I don't know, again, maybe it's something about how – many tools that we use, especially like our smartphones and things like that are so easy, um, but it's still kind of complicated to get it to work in the classroom or something. And, and so there's some kind of intersection there of like, oh, but it doesn't work the first time. I'm done with it. Or Help they the don't door. talk to each other the way you anticipate or right. there's just yeah. slight difference yeah. between how they're used. Yeah. yeah. And so I love this song. I mean, it's the Supreme, so you can't beat it. But I think that idea of like, you have to iterate and you have to continually kind of look at what what's going on when you use a tool and it's going wrong and, and, and figure out if it's the tool or if it's, you know, the way you're using the tool. And, um, and so to all you teachers out there, never surrender and stay patient mm -hmm. with those tools. Don't Josh and I um, read a book called Wanderlust EDU yep. that I think has a great premise that's connected to this where it's all about seeing it as an adventure. Right. If we shift our mindset and not expect perfection, but go into something looking for adventure and, seeing that as part of the process and part of like the beautiful learning maybe it's a different experience that we yeah, have absolutely i love it i love it we're gonna speaking of good experiences we're gonna listen to uh oh there uh, i'm having the fast fingers to skip my last i song? was i'm sorry about that chairman but i got it queued up and we're good to go now here we go what'd you say the chairman of the board chairman of the board Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words, hold my hand In other words, baby kiss me Uh, we're hearing a lot of Frank Sinatra these days and <laughs> this time of year. Allie, you chose that. That's right. Well, it's a love song. So the literal reason I chose it is technology can connect us with loved ones. Oh. Um, but in general, and 
more seriously. I do think that there is a lot of power in technology, the capacity to connect us with others and to see things that you might not otherwise get to see, like through Google Expeditions, which, by the way, they have a sun, moon, and stars expedition. Um, So while technology does have some pitfalls, there's also this amazing capability to help students see things around the globe or around the universe that would otherwise be impossible. I love it. And I love the notion, too, that like the uh, flying to the moon, because that's like when the highs, the highs are really high, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that's what gets us excited about technology is that we see that potential. And and yes, sometimes there's a lot of (laughs) grist and work getting in the way. But uh, like any relationship, it's definitely worth worth the work because you can take off. All right. Next track. Um, This is uh, Shake It Up by the Cars. I put this one on, and I mostly put it on because uh, Rick Okasik passed this year, and so I've been playing a lot of the Cars music and thinking a lot about him. But I, one of the themes every year is figuring out how you're going to shake it up. And I think uh, in the classroom, you should always be looking for new ways to do things. Um, and I think educational technology helps, and sometimes it's a proxy, but it's not enough by itself. Um, and Another theme that's been emerging uh, a little bit more than the last year, but definitely gaining strength last year, is the idea of the growth mindset. And I love when Okasik sings, don't you worry about two left feet. It's the perfect metaphor, I think, for embracing growth and using technology. Um, Teachers need to model embracing productive failure to students and don't have to... They have to be comfortable not being the masters necessarily of technology, and instead they need to look at how how tech can help shake it up and not be afraid to trip sometimes. I uh, like your productive failure. Yeah, phrase. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, I was trying to describe that. And so is anyway, it, isn't failure the only way we really learn? Anyways? I, I think it is. Well, but the two left feet also can refer to differentiation. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Ooh, coming in with the differentiation. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> All right, I love it. Good job, lady. Got just a few more here. Here's another one. Sorry for, for the curse word. I don't think we'll get it, will we? Well, I don't know. It depends on where you're He cut it. off the curse word and thank you next year. Yeah, that's Andy Grammer's Good to Be Alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I Chris just chose this in. because isn't it great when you find a tool that really works with Amen. your students and in your classroom <laughs> and becomes your go-to? I mean, when that happens, it's like hallelujah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it makes life so much better in the classroom. It can enhance the students' learning. Um, it just feels good. Um, it's like um, it just 
uh, good to be alive, don't you think? Some of the some of our teachers may feel that way when they use Teams, for instance, for collaboration or OneNote for collecting yep. uh, their learning, um, taking notes, that kind of thing, or Class Kick for practicing concepts, and yes, of course, Seesaw for uh, collecting best work. And when a tool makes it easier to manage and teach and learn in the classroom, um, it's pretty good to be alive. And Amen. that happens. Hallelujah. I love it. Love it. Amen. <laughs> All right, we have just one more, and I'm just going to start it off. I won't even say anything about it. Can we all just sing? Yes, I would encourage singing <laughs> on this one. It takes a little second to build up. Are we really going to sing? Let's do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Turn around. Okay, that's Look at what you see. That's the never-ending story by Limal. Soprano, I am not. Yes, uh, you heard my limits there as well. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hope you didn't drive off the road. Anyway, I think uh, this is the perfect song to end on, uh, and especially because I, I feel like, I don't know, I, I think we're at a point where we've reached tech saturation in our schools. So certainly there can be more, and, and, and we're going to have new stuff coming. Um, but I, I think the devices and the things are out there, and, and we're now in the stage where we're trying to figure out how to use it in productive and, and powerful ways. And and so, therefore, it is going to be a never-ending story that gives all of us the chance to make believe, to reach for the stars, and to fly a fantasy and dream a dream. <laughs> okay, that got a little cheesy, but oh it's a cheesy goodness. song. So, uh, I do think, though, I want to say one thing is I think it's especially prescient uh, in the, in 2019, which is the 50th anniversary in, in, of the our first trip to the moon. Yes. And you think about all of the learning and practice and trial and growth mindset and technology that went into that pursuit. I think that's a really good example uh, to think about our own journeys and, and how we can also reach for the stars. So anyway, Ooh, that's wow. our, our, our playlist for Yay. 2019. And uh, that concludes yet another episode of the new tools. Have a happy holiday, all y'all out there. A new year, happy new year, and we'll see you on the flip side. 2020. 2020. Oh my goodness gracious. New decade.